Drew, congratulations on uh, on Desperate Riders. Uh, I love Westerns, so, I, you know, you got me already, but uh, you think this generation understands Westerns? I think they're starting to. I mean, the success of Yellowstone kind of proves that uh, it's been missing for a while. And, uh, you know, there's there's nothing uh, sugar-coated about Yellowstone. It has all the aspects. It's just set in modern time. But that is, to me, that's a Western. You know, it's um, Taylor's doing an amazing job with that show. And then to go back into the period piece of 1883, it just shows those the success of those two has sparked a whole new interest of wanting more of this genre and seeing more of it. So luckily, we're right place, right time with this one. And we're excited about it. Uh, when you shot Desperate Riders, was it during the pandemic? Uh when did we shoot uh february of last year so yeah. yeah it was it wasn't in the heart of it no but it was uh it was in the mix of it it was uh we still had to do the testing uh every i think every 72 hours we were doing testing on it and stuff and we we're doing boundaries and, and masks against it but the great thing about a western is most of it's outside and so you're not locked in somewhere you, you're <laughs> on a horse usually 10 or 12 feet away from each other so <laughs> Well, a good shootout, you know, is always good. So the thing about a Western to me is always it's just such a simple and wonderful done plot where, you know, you know who the good guy is, you know who the bad guy is, and you wait for that big, you know, uh, scene, you know, toward the end. And this does not disappoint. This has all that. Well, thank you. I, I like to tell everybody, you know, my one of my favorite Westerns is Unforgiven. Wow. And I think you, you can look at Clint Eastwood in every different way you want to as a character. Good guy, bad guy, misunderstood, lost soul, whatever you want. But you don't know at the end. I mean, I, he's he's a very misunderstood, broken man is what I come across. I get out of his character and stuff. And when I got the opportunity, I started reading uh, Desperate Writers. I kind of felt that within Kansas, it was like, okay, this guy starts out very lost. What's his backstory? Where does he come from? You know, why, why is he this guy? And uh, so me being in love with Clint Eastwood and, and his Westerns, I, I just started going, well, maybe I just feather a little bit. Just feather a little bit in there. Well, I mean, it, it, there, it is a story of redemption and rec yeah. reclamation and, and all, but in, it's done in a, in a, in just a great way. I mean, it's such a tip of the hat to the, you know, Westerns of the fifties and sixties as well. Um, now you being a, a stuntman, you know, in your past, uh, you know how to ride a horse, you know, how to, you know, how to handle weapons. Um, were, were you teaching the other actors uh, how to do those things? Well, we had a great armory on set, you know, that's, that's the one thing it's safety first on, on all these sets when, when we're on it. And, and luckily the production company and, and Michael Pfeiffer director, they believe in that as well. And so uh, first and foremost, it's not my job, my job as an actor, but it is, you know, it is the understanding of it. And so it's always when, when you're dealing with horses and when, when I'm dealing with horses, because I've done 15 Westerns now and stuff, and I've been riding since 12 years old and I've been shooting, you know, I'm ex-military. You know, I, I know how to handle guns and weaponry. Um, but I, I it's not my job to do that. That's theirs. And, and I never break down the chain of command. And yeah. so it's always responsible and important to keep the chain of command going. And so if there is a question instead of me taking a chance of answering it and not being the way the armory wants to, because it's his weaponry. And, and then the horse wrangler, their horses, 
I just turn it over. That's why they're there, you know, and, and I, I stick to my, now, if I see something that I don't like, I always shut it down. You know, I'm like, I, stop, stop, stop. And then I'll go tell somebody off and then, and come in. But I, I don't, I don't get in that world. <laughs> the other hat that you've worn is a director's hat. And so will you be going back to directing more and more? Yeah. Yeah. I actually uh, just finished up a couple more uh, projects and we have another one in the works this summer. So uh, I'm excited about it. It's uh, It's been a new uh, 2014. We wrote a script and opened up our production company. And in 2016, we uh, took our film theatrically and we did everything in house. And so from the creative concept of it to, to the end, that's, uh, and, but I directed it and I just fell in love with it. And I got to work with some incredible casts, um, Terry O'Quinn and Irma P. Hall and, and uh, Bill Cobbs and all those, right? Uh, Terry is just fantastic. I, I've known Terry for a while and he's just such a dedicated actor. Loved him. He knew more about that character. And I wrote the character. He knew more about that <laughs> character's life than I did. And it was, I mean, I was like, wow. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's something... I think it's the best of both worlds. I, you know, I love acting because I love the creativity and I love uh, creating and, and uh, portraying uh, characters, but directing you're, you're telling the story. And so you get to work with the actors and help guide them when they need it and stuff. But the majority of the time you cast well and you step aside and you, you direct the story and you understand the ins and outs and how it's going to come in this way from that way. And you work, it's, it's a collective thing. You're working with your distribution or you're working with your uh, the DPs, you're working with lighting, sound, everybody. It's just such a collective thing. In our final moments we have, and, and by the way, thank you for your time this morning. Uh, what do you think yeah. audiences are going to take away from Desperate Writers? Um, I mean, overall, I, I think they, they uh, I hope that they see not uh, an evil uh, person in Kansas Red, but I th a lost soul that uh, is chasing down redemption uh, that always gets stuck in a bad spot, but yet has a big heart, you know, and, and at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing about life is hold on to love, you know, it's, it's, it, I think, the one thing Red does well is he holds on to love, which hence is the ending. So it's like he, he, he's not dead to it. So. Well, it's a pleasure to talk with you and uh, hope we catch up on the next one. Absolutely, Tony. We'd love to. Take care. You guys go see it February 25th. It's out. In theaters, and I think it's streaming on February 25th as well. It is on demand in select theaters, and in April uh, 5th, it'll be out on all, all platforms. And see it in the theater, because it, it's a Western. It's got those vistas. It's, it's just beautifully shot. That's the best way to see all great movies, man. Just see them in the theater. <laughs>